I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Fends them dummy half. It's with the halfback, William. Williams goes himself, comes out the other side, gets it to Croker, bounces away from a would-be from De Goyf, puts a kick out wide, looking for Shandero. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, the second episode of the 2024 NRL preseason. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. With me today to talk all things NRL Supercoach, as always, the Supercoach Spy. Spy, you were up and about last week. Is that, uh, is that, is, is it carried into week two of the preseason? No, I'm knackered today. So <laughs> not really. <laughs> too hard, too early. <laughs> but um, no, nah, all good. I'm here to chat and, and talk footy, but definitely not quite the same energy. But that's what happens at the top level, the elite level. It can be hard to back up week to week, and that's that's where we need to get to. So yeah, shout out to the Spire for coming in for this podcast. Preseason a little bit more flexible, but uh, our next guest and it's Maddie the Waterboy, unavailable for tomorrow night. Just bigger and better things that he's got his eyes on, and we have recorded the same day as the Bloke and Bar podcast on the Monday. So if you're wondering why I'm wearing the same shirt as that podcast, that is why. Maddie, how are you, mate? I'm good. It's 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 been quite a day. It's been quite a big day. It's about yes. what nearing on six, six o'clock now. But I mean, that's what you got to do in preseason, right? You got to put the hard yards in. Yeah. So for all those out there listening on and uh, happy with what they're hearing, the Spy and Maddie, they've both done big, big lifts for SC Playable today to record tonight. Uh, with a few things getting in the way on the usual Tuesday recording, we will be going live though on Tuesday night, guys. Uh, additional ads have been added to the SC Playbook podcast this season. Uh, basically, just a quick little explainer. I think it speaks for itself, but uh, there's a lot that goes into the production of six podcasts a week, running a website, putting up all the prize money for the Unlimited group, having 20-odd contributors across our NRL, cricket, AFL branches of SC Playbook. Uh, basically, what it allows us to do is get a bit of money in uh, to put towards things like a new website, which will be launching very, very soon during the preseason, revamped for 2024. Uh, allows us to put a bit of money back in the pockets of the contributors uh, like Maddie, like the Spy and all these people who help out in their spare time to make everything run smoothly. So I hope everyone understands that and yeah, we can reinvest it back into the platform in 2024 and moving forward. A few baked beans on the table for you as well, mate. I'm sick of the baked beans, mate, and I've I've had enough of them after four or five years of SC Playbook. and we're um, Straight to the Alfredo packet pasta, maybe, (laughs) with a few more dollars in the bank, eh? Yeah, with expired milk. (laughs) Uh, Guys, on today's show, locked and loaded, the players that we've got in our sides that will that'll base our Supercoach squads around this season for round one that won't be leaving our teams 
ahead of round one, barring any injury. On to our next four club previews. The Newcastle Knights is Kalen Ponga worth the cash. The Gold Coast Titans is Jaden Campbell too hard to pass up on at the price. Another one there that I've got my eye on. Well, I think hopefully you might get a bit of interest rising at the Titans. The Seagulls is injury history blinding us from getting Tommy Turbo. We know his upside. Uh, and then finally, the Dragons. Zach Lomax potentially shifting to fullback. Could he be a super pod in that position? We're also going to drop an antipod, a player we're eyeing off that's highly owned that we're looking to pot early on or maybe a couple of them. In the coming weeks, we'll be talking fixture analysis, cheapies, team reveals, all that good oil coming up uh, in February leading into round one. Spy, let's get into our first topic of the show, and that is locked and loaded. And it's basically, as I said, the, the people that we're going to be building our Supercoach squads around leading into round one, and these are the guys that I've got that something would have to go horribly wrong for these guys not to be in my team for round one. Uh, I will fire us away and then you can chime in. And it's a bloke that I think the first few will probably link up with, but you've got a couple of extras than I do. And it's Kalen Ponga, who after to and froing, and despite being in a fullback position with a ton of depth, we will get to the Knights shortly. So we don't need to go to KP too, too much yet, but they've got a nice draw to start the season. We know that he's added things like he's got a better average at fullback. He'll be goal-kicking full-time this season after not doing it uh, at little bits and pieces last season. I just really like KP. He's a bloke. Is he locked in your team? Where do you see it? Yeah, mate. Locked in and skip around one, sorry, against the Raiders Thursday night. So, yeah, hard to go past. Um, Thursday night straight skip. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the second week after Vegas, technically. So, it's not not going all in. But, yeah, I think True. straight skip uh, on KP round one at this stage. So, you'll have the, uh, I was going to say the VC on, on Reese Walsh in Vegas. But can't. you can't do the double fullback. That's it. Uh, the other one on this list, and I think he's the most popular player in the game as it stands, Sean Lane, at a significant discount, having played less games last season, injury riddled, so he didn't play his regular 80 minutes. Back on deck, should be fully fully fit off this preseason. Sean Lane, the attacking upside, he was my first pick player. Yeah, he was my pod last year pre-injury at like 713k, so you better believe I'm getting him at 446. There is that injury concern. Just sort of couldn't take a trick last year. But mm. as we spoke about last week, let's not get in our heads about what yeah. may or may not happen with stuff like that. Just get in the value and, uh, you know, if we have to deal with that later, we will. One that I've got locked in my team and will not be moving. However, I'm not going to say, you know, I'm not... I'm not saying I'm super confident on how he's going to perform, and that is Taylor May, because, again, he's coming back from an ACL injury, missed the entirety of last season. He's had a long time to come back from this ACL injury. He's at 458k, so he's at a discount as a result. He moved to centre, which has been pretty hit or miss at times at Penrith, and it's not always necessarily the great play. So, look, he'll be in my starting team. He could average 65, 70-plus. He could also average 40. Oh, look, I'm not super confident on it. I am. I am. We just know how good he was, that rookie. I know he's on the wing, but it, I assume he's only going to get better. He's had a long layoff from ACL, plenty of time to recover, big preseason. Um, I'm pretty happy at the price, honestly. He's a gun. He's playing for Penrith. If he, it, Maybe he's the left edge, maybe he's right edge, but we saw some results, even with Peachy on the left edge last year doing damage. Yeah. So at that price in that side... Just, just in for me. Yeah, no, he does look the good, sir. So in the side, and the lucky last one in my side that will 100% be there in round one, barring injury, Sir Nicholas Hines, who, look, he's 970k, top dollar. We spoke about him on last week's show a fair bit, but Nico, 
again. With, with the draw the Sharkies have to start the season, too scary not to own. 100%. Had a very brief look at not owning you, and then I haven't even considered it since. Yeah. And, of course, there's a bunch of cheapies, which we're going to touch on very shortly, who will be... We've got probably locked into our team, but there are so many question marks around all the cheapies this far out, especially having not seen the trials. Uh, who else do you have on your list in terms of the locked-in guns, mid-rangers? Uh, the big dog, Nath Cleary. Um, my main reason for that, at his price in previous seasons, you maybe could have not started with him. I always do. But just the way he ended last season, obviously the grand final, but even leading into that, just playing that second receiver role a little bit more. Mm opening up space for him to run the footy and put that last pass on, which is magic for Supercoach, rather than sort of doing the work on the inside and getting just those try contributions. He is capable of going to a new level. Um, I think that grand final would have just unlocked himself to go, I'm so good. I'm probably better than I realised I was. And maybe he just goes, just give me the footy when I need it. But in different positions, not just first receiver, second receiver sweeping left and right. He could be a monster, so I'm not messing around there. And Cleary straight in my side. If you had to choose between Hines and Cleary for round Ooh. one, who would it be? You told me you'd give me a curly one. Was that it? That wasn't the curly Ooh. one. The curly one's coming. Interesting. Um, by Jingo's. That is a ripper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to nearly naif. Really? At the price. He's, what, 60k less? It's a fair bit cheaper, which is remarkable. There's not much in it. And I don't have to, don't have to answer the question because I'm definitely getting both. But... Let's go, Nath. Yeah, I didn't include Nath on my list. He is about 88% locked into my team. Uh, the reason I didn't is because of the price. Penrith have a pretty tough draw to start the season as well. I'm just thinking like, and I don't think it'll happen, but if there is a halfback that maybe emerges that is half only and that is significantly cheaper throughout the preseason trials and it becomes a potential cash generation position and it frees up potentially a lot of money elsewhere in my squad, it could happen. I don't think it will, but there are a few there are a lot of teams where there's only one injury away from like a two or three hundred K, potentially very good halfback coming in. Even someone like Braden Trindle, who to be fair is dual halfback five eight, who I'd probably pick him at five eight. If anything happened to Nico Hines, Trindle then becomes goal-kicking at mid-400K and becomes a massive player and becomes the chief playmaker. So not locked in Cleary, but pretty damn close to it, and I feel a lot better about him being in my team. Mate, anyone else on your list? Yeah, the young fella, the little man, the speedster. It is junior presto, Jaden Campbell at the Titans. Uh, my only decision I need to make is whether I start him at 5'8", flat out, or i pair him with Brown, uh, but obviously having Nico Hines, Cleary and Brown is a lot of money tied up with two gun fullbacks as well. So over the weekend, I was sort of thinking that Brown is just a must for his just how damn good he is and how solid he is and Jaden to back him up. But as we know, you can't spend all your cash in you know a few positions. You do need to spread it out a little bit. So I'm warming a little bit to the fact that Jaden could be a start at 5'8 in your sides. Um, just got to get through that round two buy, which would be like a KO weeks type. Mm. But maybe that's the gamble you run to free it's, up a lot of money. <coughs> yeah. Um, weeks comes out and scores 30 for you or 20 for you. Like, so it's one week. Yeah, and if you get your 40, you're laughing. Like, yeah. that's fine. Uh, what it does allow me to do is get someone like, you know, an elite centre rather than someone at 350k. So maybe that's the option. But, yeah, that'll be a big decision pre-season. Yeah. I've also got Jaden Campbell in my team at the moment. Dylan Brown, interesting one there. I will chat a little bit more about him later in the show. Jaden Campbell, yeah, he's in my team. Dual fullback 5'8". And let's talk... Talk about him now. He will. Uh, we would have in the Titans preview later on. But 
Another one that I'm pretty confident will be in my team round one. However, if he comes out and not so much struggles in the trials, I think he'll be good enough. But if there are any question marks, we'll go through his numbers from last season. So he's priced at $456,000. That is on a 45-point average from 57 minutes per game in 2023. In his nine 80-minute games at fullback last season, he averaged 60.4. And the next part of this is why I say he's not necessarily... I can't say that he's locked into my team yet. Firstly, who knows what 5.8s are going to emerge between now and round one because there are a lot of people on that list who... It doesn't look like a great position just yet, but there could be a lot of decent cheapy options in there. <coughs> he went through a streak last season at fullback, I think it was early to sort of mid-season, of scores of 29, 35, 36, 55 and 39. 80-minute games at fullback. So, look, he could come out and do that easily again this season. I'm going to back the upside of him, Spy. The, like, as I said, there is the, the impressive 60-point average in his nine 80-minute games last season at the price, the dual position... That being said, it's far from a home run hit, I think. Yeah, it's definitely far from a home run hit. I do like their draw, though, early in the year. It's not like they're playing Penrith, Melbourne, you know, South it's or something like that. Draw. It's good. So if he's, if he's going to light it up, it's probably going to be then. So, again, at that price, someone I'm willing to have a crack at and just chase that upside. He might go bananas with a bit of luck, but we'll see how we go. Spy, that's your list done? <clears throat> My list done. Just quietly, I'm... Trolling out a couple of uh, new phrases in coming weeks, and oh I reckon God. I reckon by Jingo's won't get another crack. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly cross that one off the list. Dang, I hadn't planned for that one. It just come to my mind. Was it was it was it was What's the What's the Simpsons episode where he's trying to find his catchphrase? Or I don't know. Yeah, uh, going down boy. that path. It's the I didn't do it, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll fall into something here. Uh, now. Spy, we get a lot of requests this time of season, do cheapies, do cheapies. The reality of it is that so much is going to change on cheapies between now and the trials and then between the trials and the round one team list. So we can deep dive into it now and we might rank 10 players that are not in our teams come round one because they haven't been picked in the NRL. Yeah. So it's a waste of time. But what we can do is, particularly for those putting their teams together at the moment, Talk about the people that we've currently got plugged into our team that are expected to play round one, that look like good super coach value picks. We'll run through them quickly. You can let me know if you've got anyone different in your side at the moment. But these are the guys that I've got plugged into my side. I've KL Iroh at the Sharkies, Ethan Strange at the Raiders, Chevy Stewart at the Raiders, both those guys. They might not, all three of those may not be there in round one. Yeah. Especially we, we know that uh, Seb Chris has just had a game wiped off his band, which we served in the All-Stars game. So he'll be back. Uh, we're still getting confirmation whether that's round one or round two, but I'll find out. Bronson Sherry, look, he's a bit above cheapy range in that mid-300s, but, but Sherry, Viliami Vialia, if he gets a starting spot at the Cowboys at centre, 357k. Jesse Arthur's 376. Again, bit out of cheapy range, but still there. KO Weeks at 273k. Morgan Smithies, 345k. Uh, a lot of mid-range back rowers for my side. I've got Xavier Wilson plugged in mine at 265k at the moment. Sammy Hughes at the Bulldogs, short on middles, big wraps on him. He's 238k and might find himself getting some half-decent minutes this season. They're the main ones I've got in my side. And then I've just got a backup bench hooker spot at the moment uh, where Hands is sitting from Parramatta. If he nabs that 80-minute roll at the Eels at 342k, anyone different at the stage have you plugged in similar sort of guys? Very, very bloody similar. Um, who do I have? Boss Docs in there at the moment. Not overly keen on him, but if you yeah, word, yeah. I, I did my pretty 17 and I didn't really see how, how he snuck into that team, but there's a lot of word that 
he's yeah, there's quotes coming out of camp that he might be or he is starting. Yeah. So we'll find out if that's true. But honestly, as you said, it's so easy to flick these guys in and out come team lists. But you've pretty much nailed who I've got. Talos Duncan's in there. He's pretty cheap. But again, just got to wait to see his role, where he's positioned. Um, outside of that, all pretty similar. But a couple of blokes there that, are, that could be pretty handy. Your Arthurs, Bronson Sherry, Chevy Stewart, those type of blokes. So see how it unfolds come trials and, and round one. Spy, the curly one that I was going to throw at you. Uh, speaking of Talis Duncan, a reason why he wasn't in my team, we spoke to, got Maddie's Bunny's insights on last week's podcast in the Rabbitohs deep dive, and we actually didn't chat about this bloke at all other than his role and his impact on Talis Duncan, but it's Jai Arrow. I am, like everyone, battling to find decent middle uh, front row forwards. Jai Arrow starts the season, let me just get this up, expecting to start on the edge for the Bunnies. If he does, he could be an 80-minute man for them. And he starts this year as dual front row forward, second row, at 466k. That is based on a 46-point average in 50 minutes per game. Hmm. He scored... Zero tries last season. He's a middle forward, like not hugely surprising. He also had several games injury impacted. Played 22 minutes in round one, injured. Round 14, played 21 minutes, injured. And then the back end of the year coming back, uh, also some more limited minutes. If he's an 80-minute edge back rower, dual front row, a second row, more attacking upside, less base, obviously. He looks a solid go to me. Oh, I've been down this road before, though, with Jai. I know, and it never ends up well. It doesn't end up terrible. It just always ends up meh, right in the middle. But, yeah, that's appealing. Um, I think I'd need him starting back row because, as you said, that's the big kicker. If he's playing 80 on an edge, whew, watch out. So if he starts, yeah, every chance I'd have him. I hadn't really looked at him, to be honest, but... Not many have yeah, spires. I, re- I really where like I it. It's where you come in. <laughs> well, I have scoured that front row position very <laughs> deep, trying to work it out. So he played on the edge for all of the 2022 season, and he averaged 56 per game in 70 minutes per game. <clears throat> so That's awesome. I know. So he plays 80. Yeah, there's no reason why he can't be 60-plus average <clears throat> player. Maddie, we mm. did have a bit of a chat about it last week around Arrow and Duncan, and you mentioned that you thought that Talis, you wanted Talis Duncan to start on the edge and Arrow in the middle, but you said you think that Arrow will be the one starting on the edge. Do you see yep. him, if that does occur, do you see him being an 80-minute man, or do you think Talis Duncan comes on and play, spends time on the edge, or does Talis Duncan spend time in the middle? What do you reckon? Yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, when we were discussing it this morning, I didn't really, couldn't really come to a conclusion, because there's every chance... Uh, Talis Duncan could come on in the middle, give um, Cam Murray a reprieve at times. He can go onto the edge when he wants to as well. There's also a chance that Jairo could play both. He could start on the edge, yeah. play in the middle. So, yeah, I don't have the answer for you. I'm very sorry. Yeah, no, it's tough. But again, it's another one we'll watch out for in the preseason. You'd like to think at some point in the preseason, if he is, like, we'll, we'll find out whether or not he's a starter or not, hopefully, if there's any word around whether he's 80 minute. And as I said, he may or he may not, but if he does come an 80-minute edge man, hard to pass up. 
Spy, the SC Playbook subscription package is back for the NRL 2024 season. $40 for all of our content across the season. That gets you additional premium articles each and every week on the SC Playbook website uh, from our team of contributors. Access to our WhatsApp group, our community all in one place, going back and forth with team advice with each other and our team of contributors giving thoughts on teams and trades and all that sort of stuff. A contributor-only thread. We might have a handful or two or three of us on the podcast of a Tuesday night. It gives the opportunity to update our trades on a Thursday or a Friday or whoever's not on the podcast for that week. Give our trades, our skippers, all those thoughts. Our late mail thread for anyone that keep, struggles to keep up with the team news. Got an exciting late mail announcement coming coming weeks as well, Spy, side note. Uh, which is yeah, very good one. But yeah, heaps on that. Access to our major unlimited group prize and more to add to that as the preseason goes on, which will be announced later on. Speaking of the unlimited group, it's now called, actually, they've changed it. It's an unlimited league. It's not an unlimited group. Mm. So you go into your, where you put in your league codes and it's an unlimited league. Okay. The code is 743596. If you can knock all of the SC Playbook contributors off SPY, $1,000 is up for grabs if you're an SC Playbook subscriber. It's open to everyone, though. So if you're a non-subscriber and you win the group, knock us all off, it's $500. We'll then give $500 to the top-ranked subscriber. So $1,000 in the bag if you can win that one. Spy, let's get stuck into our previews for the show. And we'll start with the Newcastle Knights. Their draw to start the season. It's a pretty good one. The Raiders at home, Cowboys away, Storm at home, Warriors away, Dragons at home. Uh, and then I believe, I don't have it up in front of me, but I think it might be like the Doggies and the Seagulls after that. So or, or It's not bad, is it? It's a good. Yep. It's a pretty good draw to start. And importantly, they have four of their first six games at home at McDonald Jones where they were thriving at the back end of last season. Lovely. Good draw. Caelan Ponga, we've both said that he's locked into our team. A few numbers around KP... Let me get those up. Great uh, great work here. <laughs> so last season, he obviously started with that 5-8 experiment. It didn't work too well. He had some concussion issues, which were very concerning. At fullback, though, last season, he averaged 105 points. He's priced on an 87-point average for the season. He also will be goal-kicking for most of last season, but there are periods where he didn't, I believe, a couple of games there. His lowest score at fullback last year, 47 points against the Panthers in Penrith. After that, it was a 77-point effort. In his last eight games at fullback for the Knights last season, 119-point average. He's currently in 35% of teams, as we record. Oh, I just think, like, of all these top-dollar players, he could be the one that's undervalued. 100%. He's... um. Is there any risk he loses goal kicking, maybe to like a Hastings, because he, he is a bit inconsistent, but they did say him to give him the mantle last last year and say just sort it out, get cracking. I think he did towards the end of the season. And Might have also, a bit. Guru and uh, Hastings are thick as thieves, that pair, so surely surely the Roo can get us a bit of a scoop on Get that some one. info there, find out. Yeah. But um, that'd be my only concern if maybe he loses that if he starts off poorly, but I back him in. I might even do a little bit more of a dig for round one and just find out. You know who the options are, how he's been kicking, and all the rest. But mm. Pong is just a weapon, and he sits in the don't overthink it basket. I think just get him in. Let's see where he can take us. The other risk is spy. If you don't start, sure he could start slow and leak a bit of money. Of course, all these top dollar players can. But if he starts where he left off last season and he does average that 100 plus, very quickly he could be in that million dollar category and going north. 
and become unattainable. And you have to get him. It could like it could ruin your season. You, yeah, starts. round four, you're like, well, I have to get him. I have to spend a yeah. million dollars, yeah. And even if you're all right, if he comes out and goes, one twenty, one twenty, I'll get him in round three before the big price rises. You know, that's a trade that you want to be getting a gun cheaper into your team that you missed out on or getting a gun mid-ranger that you missed out on and it has to go to Caelan Ponga. Whereas, like, if you were to start without, not that I'm suggesting it, but even like a Nico or a, a Cleary, who you mentioned last week, Nico's probably not going to go up in value, nor is Cleary. They might a little bit, but probably don't. You can still move them. But Ponga has that huge, huge upside. He does, and he's fun to watch, and he's likeable. Yeah, he's Queenslander. That's yep. a bugger. But um, <laughs> he, um, I'm just having a quick look. He only missed – he had one bad game in round 25 against South, or he kicked. Two from six Around that He missed one goal In a Four week period And kicked about Twenty So he went at like Nineteen from twenty So he's figuring it out uh, That's good to see Yeah, Matty KP for you <coughs> mate We're obviously both Very keen on him Over here I suppose he's in your side At the moment And either way Like can you Do you have any knocks on him And why you potentially Wouldn't start with him Just on that goal king thing He's left footed right because I'm pretty sure Marzu scored four tries that day. So that's, you know, that's pretty unlucky. Left side, left side, left side kicker. So we'll, we'll let Kalen off there. Um, but no, off the back of last year, uh, I'm hoping that Kalen Pond goes from strength to strength, which would be quite ridiculous if he does. But even if he maintains the same kind of form as last year, which I'm confident that he will, um, then he's definitely in my team. So yeah, he'll, he'll be in my team for round one. Spike Greggy Marju, that bloke that uh, made the water boy just mentioned, 789k. We've said for years, we just if he could get a regular starting spot for a half-decent side, his supercoach potential is enormous. That happened last season, and he averaged 77 points in 20 games. 150 tackle busts for a season. He scored, he had two hat-tricks for the season, scored in all bar six games. 4.4% ownership at the time of writing, uh, of putting the Newcastle Ooh. Knights article up on our site, which was a couple of days ago. And look, I'm not going to pay out for him, but if we've just sat here hyping up Kalen Ponga. When Kalen Ponga goes well, Greg Marju goes well, he could be a super pod to start the year. Yeah. Plus, incredible base. Mm. I want him. I've wanted him ever since the end of last season. Yeah. I just wanted to roll through and own him. I want one elite centre, ideally. Tricky part is fitting all the gun spine in. It's, it's getting very hard to do. So to me, it's probably going to come down to who is named in the centres for all the sides in round one. Yeah, There's a bit of a dearth of options, and it looks like I've got a bit of a holder pug there. I'll probably swap Dylan Brown out, start Jaden Campbell, not Preston, and bring in Greggy Marju. So we'll just have to see. Even just listening to, like, the hairs are standing on end, at the thought of owning him because like I remember there was a period there far longer than I I don't think I owned him last season. How good am I going? <laughs> there was reasons for it, but and you just watched him and you just knew he was going to score every game. Yeah. Ponga on that left edge, so dominant, they just sent so much attack there. This season as well, and this will lead me on to the next point, but with Dom Young gone, the right edge might get even less ball. There's chat of Tyson Frizzell shifting to the left edge. So oh, it, it, if you can find the money... Super, I can find the money because I've got a, a draft with him in. But, yeah, it's just a matter of where I need to spend my money elsewhere. So we'll see. Dane Gagai, 739k. Look, everything about him at that price says don't go near him. For one of them reasons being, I said, Dom Young gone, how much ball to the right edge get? 
The one thing that has to be noted, though, he based 40 points last season, which is enormous. And he averaged 72 points per game. He only scored three tries last season. He will improve on that this season. He has to. On that, if you can maintain the 40 base, you could argue he's undervalued. I'm not getting him, but what do you think? I wonder how many tries this he had. Yeah, um, it's like he doesn't age, that guy. I know. It's getting well, better and better. He turns 34 this year, so wow. not a spring yeah, chicken. I couldn't do it, but, I mean, he just, went, he just goes from strength to strength and he keeps doing his thing. So, yeah, if we go the tries this, what do we got? Nine. Nine. So Nine, that's pretty good for a centre. Pretty so, solid. So maybe that sort of offsets a little bit. But, yeah, I, I couldn't pay for him. But, I mean, if you want to have a crack, I'd just prefer Maju is all. Yeah. By the one, a position that really interests me is the edge back row at the Newcastle Knights. Dylan Lucas, $502,000, dual second row, centre wing. You then add in this, so Lockie Fitzgibbons is gone. So Lucas could lock down a starting edge back row. Kai Pierce-Paul, who is about 340-odd K, who's another one, the Englishman, who comes with high raps. He's got a busted toe or something at the moment and is in doubt for the start of the season. But I did see something the other day that maybe plays trials, so not far off. Tyson Frizzell, if he shifts from the right to the left edge, that golden spot that Caelan Pong just would put it on a platter for his left edge back rower. Frizzell becomes interesting, but I'll start with <coughs> Dylan Lucas in particular. If he locks down that 80-minute edge role, role in his, it's a pretty small sample size, but in four 80-minute games last season, he averaged 70.25, 56 in base in those games. Those numbers are awesome. Yeah, he'd be in my side for sure. But, oh, mate. Pierce Paul. Pierce Paul, not Paul Pierce from the NBA. <laughs> always get done. Uh, there's just so much hype around him. Barry Tui on Twitter, the Knights correspondent mm. there, just talking pretty heavily about how wrapped he is and he will be a starter. That's very concerning. Quote Barry Tui. Quote. So he doesn't if, miss too often. Yeah, and if he's saying he will be a starter, I mean, that's pretty concerning. So hard to start with him. Yeah, on the a, flip it's side. A, it's a shame. On the flip side, Pierce <coughs> Paul at 345. Ooh. If he comes out and kill, gets a trial pending busted toe, um, well, I think God. if he was starting, oh, lost, just, he'd be in every team. Put him in, so yeah. Do you maybe go early, taking a punt that he possibly comes and takes a spot? Maybe Tyson Frizzell, <clears throat> if he goes to that left edge spot, uh, what are your thoughts on him? Because again, he gets in that gold mine. He's, he's still only about 30, 31 years old. Just off the top of my head, I keep thinking he wouldn't necessarily suit that left edge. They want a hard running line, running decoy back runner, back rower. Sorry. Because he likes, you know, a bit of early ball, takes him on. Maybe, okay, maybe it wouldn't like suit, but in saying that, what's he, what's he priced at, did you say? Let me have a look for you. So based on a 57 average last season. 57, so yeah. I don't think I'd... 579k. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't pretty good. Him. Given how stacked the back row is with mid-range options, just pending those guys coming through, it'd be a, right on the watch list for me, ready to swoop. But I just feel a bit less comfortable going in on him just in a new role that he might not stick that he might not get and we might not even know if he's left or right yeah. going into the game so watch list for sure watch those trials tightly but I'm, I'm a bit wary just to start with yeah provided pierce paul we'll know i think because uh, provided pierce paul gets a, a trial. Bit of trial time we'll know what edges they're on yeah, otherwise lucas will play one edge yeah. for sell the other so we'll get an idea but 
You might have to ask me after trials. I'll have a little look at could things. Could easily be yeah. running possibly two of them, but definitely one of them, I think. Mm. Uh, Jaden Braley at 33. Oh, just the other cheapy back row I mentioned, <coughs> Jed Cartwright has signed. Look, I don't think he'll be starting, but I know I have seen him <coughs> in a lot of teams thrown about 238k. Dual two RFC did up, could figure at some point, but I would be surprised if he... Yeah, I know I know our resident cricket guru slash Tigers tragic Maxi Bryden is pretty keen on starting him as one nuff just for that flexibility on early trades. I know what you're thinking about that, but yeah, Maxi, there no, you go. Maxi. <laughs> Maxi will be back this year as well. Good man, Maxi. knows his stuff. Yeah, he's good. Uh, last one to mention there is by Jaden Braley, 330K. <coughs> Missed the almost all of last season due to an ACL injury. Comes back at 330K. He's played 37 games in the last four seasons, 13 in the last two seasons. I see him probably having a 50-30 split at number nine in the opening probably month of footy with Phoenix Crossland. I think he probably builds up on that closer to the 60 to 70, potentially 80-minute mark we've seen him do in the past later on. Could be a slow burn, though. In eight games in 2022, after missing the first three quarters of the season, he averaged 57.75 points. Uh, weird order here But he averaged 52 points per game In his three 80 minute games last year In the back end of 2022 When he did have some time under the belt In his final five games 70 points per game in 80 minute games <clears throat> What do you think? If one of those para guys starts uh, At the Eels over there with, Without a bench hooker I'm going that yeah. That guy in front for sure If they split a roll round one Tough. Yeah, he's, it's a bit of a tricky spot. Don't get me started about good old Sonny Luke last year. I held him the whole season because yeah. I couldn't upgrade him. So, I mean, it's pretty expensive to run two elite hookers as well. So, we're going to have to pick one of them. I'm not real keen on him, to be honest. But if no other options present, we might just have to plug him in and hope he, he goes okay. He's a gun. He's such a good player. But if he's playing 50 minutes, what's the average? 40? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> Does make it tough Not ideal so we, We'll have to we see cross our fingers That one of those Eels boys uh, Brad Arthur does stick to his word And plays an 80 minute hooker this year Because geez It'd solve a lot of headaches for us mate uh, Moving on To our next team analysis And it is the Gold Coast Titans And We start with their draw The Dragons at home They then have the bye Then the Bulldogs away The Dolphins at home The Cowboys away the Raiders away, the Seagulls at home. It's a great early draw. If you can look past that buy, which it's not ideal, but again, it's one buy, whatever. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. David Fafida, 832K. 
Just an absolute Adonis. Last season, he had six tons. Top score of 121 points. So clearly the best player into RF. In his first three games last season, he averaged 67 points. In his first three games of 2022, he averaged 62 points. Mm. He is a big boy. It is hot that time of year, especially in Queensland. Defences are a bit tighter. Not that it overly matters for him as such too often. Big Fifi because he just destroys wherever he wants. Look, when we talk about Ponga, Cleary, Hines, potentially Harry Grant, all these big dollar players, I can't fit him in at that price. Yeah, I'm glad you said he starts slow because I can't fit him either, but desperate to own him. There's nothing better. <laughs> he, he, he was, he'll pretty well be the first, plan of attack, first player to target to get into the team. Yeah, in that back row, as soon as blokes are heading up in price and you can, can upgrade, yeah, 100%. Can't wait to own him, but I just can't afford him early, plus a buy. Um, yeah, not for me to start. Maddie, David Fafida at just top, top dollar off. An incredible 2023 season. Again, trying to fit him in this cap. It seems really hard to do, but we know how good he is. We know how punching he can be. As if you don't own him, would you consider starting him? Oh, 100%. 100% I consider starting him. But as, as you guys just said, it's, there's only a certain amount of money to spend, and I think I need to prioritise it in other areas. But, yeah, I would absolutely love to have him. Not for me, but... New coach as well, worth noting. So, role, structures, how they play. It's the just other thing there, unknown. and we'll go to him now, but it's Bo Fermor at 467k, returning from an ACL injury of his own. Back in 2022, he scored 11 tries for a 65-point average. <clears throat> that was on that left edge for the Titans. He's so good. He's a very good footballer. He starts very cheap at a discount. Firstly, like the Fafita impact. If Fafita goes back to the right edge... <clears throat> I don't want to go near him to start because I want him outside Kieran Foran. Yep. Will they mesh with that Foran for feeder combination that was so good last year? I definitely would not. Yep. But Fermor was really good on the left before that. So, look, I suspect Fermor comes back on the right. <coughs> Regardless, Fermor at 467k, do you own him? Not yet. He's on the left edge in trials, though, I will. Yeah. Uh, he's such a good player. He did score a lot of tries in that season, but there's no reason... He can't, even if he doesn't replicate, get somewhere near it and what he's based at 200k or something less because of the injury discount from last season. So, yeah, he's a great player. We've just got to wait to see where he's playing. Right edge not keen, left edge very keen. Yes. Not in my side of the stand, but a decent trial perform. Even if he plays right, I don't like right edge either. And He's still a maybe on the right, but it's more of a watch, isn't it? I just think the left edge will get so much ball. Yeah. Uh, so the, and the other issue is to RF, there are so many good buyers for that same value. Yep. So but I'll tell you what, if the buyers suddenly look pretty skinny, the bike you could plug in yep. after that. But again, it's all just so much to unfold heading into trials around one team. Yep. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Jaden Campbell, we have spoken about. Uh, and on the cheapy front, Keanu Keeney. Look, I'm not expecting him to get a start, but apparently he's been blitzing the preseason. So if he can find his way in at 287k, he's a question mark and, you know, every chance to feature in our side at some point this year. Spy, Tino Fasua Malawi. We've spoken about struggling for front rowers to start the season. 790k. Hard not to be a massive fan of him in Supercoach. Average 78 last season. That was up from 67 the year prior. In starting the season, in his first 10 games of 2023, he averaged 67 points, well down on his season average. In 2022, first 10 games, he averaged 57.8. I think Hasler's bench that he names will play a big role. Uh, you know, if he has utility back on the bench, 
that'll help. But like, I can't get Tino in at that price to start the season. Yeah, as we've we've discussed ad nauseum, we're just not going with that front rower who who's that a weight value just just for pricing structure, but. Tell you what, if I was going to pick one, I'd love Dane Big Tino for Awi. So hopefully sooner rather than later, but not to start. Alexander <coughs> Joseph Brimson. <laughs> Does anyone know his middle name? I do. Joseph, I think. It is? No, I'd say I'm not going yeah, to what you said. Be. Uh, anyway, AJ Brimson, 587k. Does he have a middle name? He just is just a J. A J maybe. It's like Homer. Hmm. <laughs> uh, James. Oh, uh, way to ruin it, mate. (laughs) Uh, 587k, fullback only. You look at that and go, in that fullback field, he's moved to centre, no way. However, uh, spoke to the great man, Tommy Sangster, and he has informed us that there will be, I believe as per last year, once the trials are done, there will be positional updates. Beauty. So uh, they've already come out and said that Brimo's playing centre. So when he does that in the the trials, I'd assume he'll get dual CT-dub fullback. 587k... He averaged 58 last season from 71 minutes, well reduced due to some injuries he had during games. Huge trial watch because we need to see what brand of centre he's going to be. With his talent, his ball-playing ability, all of that, I think they'll be mad if he does not roam around the field and and chime in in the back line on both sides of the field. I'm really keen on him at centre. I am keen, but I know for a fact I don't really have that extra 100 or so... 150 mm. to pay at the moment it's just a bit of a it's like a fun gamble isn't it like you you know what he could do um, my concern would be does he just combination wise does he see a heap of footy while they're trying to work out you know getting firmer back in the side um, if firmer and Fafita switch edges getting their combinations and lines right that's my only sort of early concern but tell you what we know how good he is if he gets any sort of open space footy consistently we know what he can do uh, injury history, he is one that worries me a little bit. Always a concern. With yeah, him. like he's in the basket if he actually does get yeah. hurt a bit. So it's just that to monitor. Uh, but obviously less Ks than at fullback in the centres. So yeah, I, th- I think he's an exciting one to maybe have a, a pot at, but I, I won't be. Do we at, know? At this stage, I'll say that a bit. Do we know what edge he would play? Because he's also... Brian Kelly plays left, doesn't he? He's consistent left, so yeah. So he'll be on the right, which I don't like for him, but... On the left edge, Fafita will get a lot of ball, but Fafita just belts through and Brimo just backs up. Thank you. Mm. I just, it's one of them back the gut ones. He's a gun and you can get a gun. I mean, I know he's not playing fullback, but almost as a second fullback roaming run, you can get him at centre for a pretty good price. It's you might like, have to do it. You can always drop him back to yeah. a, a, you know, low break even guy around but three look, or whatever. He could sit on that edge and not roam in the trials and I won't be going near him. Yeah. I just like, I'm so scarred in the past of why isn't he roaming? Surely he'll roam then they just don't. And you're like, ah, bugger. So. Brimo. Uh, oh, just anyone oh, in the centres, yeah. I think he'll be different. Anyway, he, I cannot wait for the Titans' first trial to see what he does and, and how Desi injects him. You know what the, possibly the best part about Supercoach is? The excitement it brings to trials. Yeah, just trials. <laughs> yeah. Like, trials are trials. There's no two points on offer, but you're, you're looking so yep. closely at the little things. Yeah. <coughs> Spy, our long-term supporters of the SC Playbook podcast, Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice SCW, back on board for the 2024 NRL season. They can do it all for you. From getting the best rate on your home loan, 
if you're looking to get into the market into the future to a car loan a personal loan whatever it might be they do debt consolidation another key offering if you're struggling to stay on top of your bills best of all because you listen to the sc playbook podcast you'll save 129 dollars with a free consultation when you let them know that we sent you as i said if you're sitting there looking at getting into the housing market whether it's now whether it's down the track you want to find out whether you can do that if you're financially positioned to do so get in touch with them completely free find out doesn't matter where in Australia you're based. And to do so, you can get in contract, contract contact by messaging them on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore scw. Or you can buzz them on 02-9521-1611 or email them. Their emails are in our Predicted Teams article on the SC Playbook website. Spy and I'd like a beer with the boys as well if I can put that in as a request. I'm sure they'd be keen. Yeah, they hate a beer, those boys. I'll Very tell, good at what they do. Love yeah, a beer, though. Yeah, I'll tell my story about when I looked up realestate.com today at lunch i was a bit bored i'm like i'll just have a quick look and i just miscalculated for a second i'm like i could maybe do this with with the wife and i'm like oh no i'm about thousand dollars short a week <laughs> <laughs> oh the mansion in manly's two million not two hundred thousand yeah. whoops <laughs> damn it <laughs> see what they can do for me oh yeah they'd love a beer uh now spite antipod what is an antipod for those newbies out there even experienced super coaches will be saying your antipod concept doesn't even really make sense. No, it doesn't. But what an antipod is, a pod player is a point of difference player, low ownership. An antipod is basically a term we give to going against the crowd around a heavily owned captain or a heavily owned player. So basically what we've done, Spy, is <coughs> gone through the most owned players as of right now and picking out the ones that we don't have in our team. So I'll start with you, mate. Who have you found? Crack. Um, yeah, so you're betting against them is what basically you're doing. Against, yeah. Betting against a popular player. You're short. You're shorting them. Yeah, you are short. Ooh. Yeah. Watch out. Watch the big short not that long ago. <laughs> great, uh, great movie. Um, I've asked just go on the Melbourne theme here, and I don't have their exact percentage numbers, but we know they're going to be reasonably highly yeah. owned, and it's uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Moment silence for my man. Oh, spy. It hurts. Dogging him. It hurts. Um, and Harry Grant as well. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and say there's no way I'm going to have them. Yeah. But their draw, Penrith. Don't want to attack as early against Penrith with a hot, trying to get a hot start. I then play the Warriors. Oh, just very sound defensively mm. last year, especially against sides that didn't dominate the middle. If you could dominate the middle against the Warriors, they can leak a bit, as with anyone. But are Melbourne going to do that to them? I'm not so sure. Um, then they play Newcastle. Flew home last year on the back of defensive efforts. They tired late in the year, but they're going to be fresh yeah. and firing. Then they have the bye. Then they have Brisbane. I, I think it's a horror run, to be honest. It's and a I tough think run. If you add in Harry's the closest to the person I'd get in, just for his long-term consistency, and you can just lock and load for a long time. Um, but I still like some of the other options at 100k plus cheaper with that draw uh, and with little Pappy. Just the other fullback options, which we'll get to in weeks to come, there's some really elite fullbacks. If Pappy had a good draw like the Titans, I would not hesitate. Yeah. Straight in, probably goal kicking, um, obvious injury risk, but there have been a couple of freak accidents, more than, you know, hemis and, and muscle stuff, which is good. But with that draw, I just it's going to be tricky for him to do it against, you know, Penrith, New Zealand, Knights by Brisbane, um, when you might be able to get someone like a Turbo, Reese Welsh, Scotty Drinkwater, who could average 100 over that period. I'm happy to pot against him early. Um, I'll be really happy to see him build into the season and pick him up because I, I want to own him so bad. But he might not even goal kick. 
Yeah, well, if he's not golfing, he couldn't. Then we might not know. Will we know? Harry Grant is at 27.6% ownership, and Ryan Pappenhausen at 23.5%. So, yeah, pretty pretty hefty. I think think those figures will go up closer to the season once. I think people will probably mess around a little bit. Yep. And then once it gets to the crunch time, they go, oh, no, I need these guys. So. Harry sets up one try off a 40-metre bust in a trial, and everyone just goes, oh, I've got to have him. <laughs> Harry, the draw concerns me for Ryan Pappenhausen, not as much Harry Grant. And, That's fair. And I also think that like Harry Grant is good enough to do damage in those games, and... Yeah, I just I'm pretty I'm pretty sweet with Guru. I like that as well. And we obviously you I think you spoke about it with Guru, but just his minutes. I mean, yes, he yeah. could if his minutes drop, he could still perform, but it's still a major risk. So there's put uh, to short against Harry and Pappy could well be the play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the other thing, Harry Grant. What's ah uh, yes, the tougher draw probably means tighter games, more chance of playing those big minutes early. Definitely early in the season. Like Play they, games, they can, chance to do it. They can rest in round seven, eight, nine, <laughs> yeah. you know. Like, so they, uh, that's right. I have got, as it stands, potting Jaden Braley, who we spoke about at 41% ownership. Yep. Again, could come into my team, but right now against him. <clears throat> Payne Hush, 37% ownership, not in my team. Very unlikely to be in my team. Yep. I've spoken about him a lot, which had a good, had a good yarn about him last week. In the Broncos one. Uh, and a bloke in your team spied Dylan Brown, who's at 22.6% ownership at the moment. He's about 780k. He's a big price. You never know what you're going to get with Parramatta. They're so hot and cold. I don't know. He's not a goal-kicking half. The draw is pretty good. It's an enticing draw, but they do have Penrith away in round two. You know, there are games where sometimes Moses will steal the show a little bit from him. There are just enough question marks there. They're also throwing up 5'8", players like K.O. Weeks, Ethan Strange, Jaden Campbell, some decent 5'8 options. So no Dylan Brown for me. You're super keen on him. Super keen but not locked. <clears throat> just, as I said, the only reason he's not locked in for me is because I'm paying up so big in some other positions. I just might not. I, something has to give. Yeah. So the beauty of Brown is he just runs and runs and runs and runs. So it doesn't matter who he plays. His base is enormous. He, he can often make 25, 30 tackles a game. So by the time you blink, he's on like 55 before doing anything. That's the beauty of him. Whereas you might end up playing, you know, your KO weeks one round for a 10. Um, maybe he doesn't get 10, but he's the kind of guy that could do that for you. But in saying that, um, if you're, you're running your Jaden Campbell, like you st- still back him in with work rate and attacking opportunities. Yeah. So it's it's a really good question, one I'm not decided on yet oh, so at exciting. all. Yeah, God, it's exciting. <clears throat> Maddie, uh, did you come up with an antipod play for us? Yes, but I won't be adding much because mine was going to be Harry Stole Grant. It. Yeah, <laughs> basically all reasons listed. Um, concerned about minutes and also, as I said before, putting money towards kind of other positions. Hooker's Hooker's so tough at the moment it because. Is. You just like as we said on Bloke last Monday, like the eighty-minute hooker is slowly dying. So positions changing. It's yeah, it's 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 really tough. So yeah, Harry Grant's the one I'm going to avoid for now. Fair play, mate. Spy, let's get stuck into our preview of the Manly Warringah Seals, and we'll start at the top. And you mentioned before that there was no Ryan Pappenhausen in your team. Is Tom Trebojevic? Who's in there? Keep changing it. Yeah, who's, who's I, I, who I, I, sits there right now? I've got drinking in there at the moment, just in case I don't have him. I just want to look at him a few times. <laughs> Actually, I'm a hundred percent undecided. <laughs> Tommy Turbo, eight hundred thirty-three thousand dollars, averaged eighty-two points per game last season in his eleven games before the season was cut short. His final two games, 
for injury. 126 and 165. They did, worth noting also, came up against powerhouses of the competition, the Dolphins and the Raiders, so even more impressive. Oh, if he comes out and looks like the Tommy of old spy... And when I say the Tommy of old, if he looks fresh... Just and, running and freely. If he runs freely and, confidently. and doesn't restricted. Oh, All I can think of, it. and this might just make up my whole... This could save me days of pondering. Tommy was on, like, what seemed like one leg last year. Yeah. Like everyone remembers that he was like... he just Everyone kept saying, Tommy's not quite right. What's up? What's up? He's still averaged 82. <laughs> Uh, imagine if he's fit and firing now. My only concern around him, and boys, speak to me because I can't remember. The year before, he averaged like 60, 61. 61. What happened? Seven game year. Do you remember, Maddie? Was he not at his best? Was it injury? I actually just do not remember. What year is this? 2022. Yeah. Well, he just started slow. Yeah, the, and I, I think the year after his 143 average. <laughs> yeah. So there was some... Yeah. I can't remember. Me either. It's, it's mind-blanked. Played the first four games, huh. had an injury in his four games, came back and played three and then had a season in the injury. So yeah. top score of 87, two scores under 40. Oh, that's right. He, he dislocated his shoulder against Para. Okay. Yeah, I remember. Right. Um, and then That put him out for the season, though. So at yeah. that point, he was all right. Yeah, I'm just wondering why he only averaged 61 in seven games. Just worth noting. Yeah. Uh, sure. But I mean, the year before, 143. Yes, it's 2021, but drop 40 off it. It's 103. Like, that's absurd. So just we talk about upside all the time. I just need to see. He just needs to pass the eye test of just looking powerful and confident. Get in space, take yep. off. Yeah, or running through the line as well. Like, if he goes out the line and, you know, if he's digging in and through yep. it, that'll be enough as well. But, yeah, like right in the mix, isn't he? Not in my team at the moment <laughs> just because – I'm not convinced he will stretch out early on. Yep. I mean, he didn't all last. That being said, last season when he didn't stretch out for the until about round eleven, he didn't get do his hammy or anything. It held up. Mm. It was peck, peck, yeah, yeah, peck in origin, which is encouraging. Yeah. So fingers crossed for him there. More, more for him as a bloke than anything. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just you know, fullback. It's going to be the talk of the town, and I love that there's so many to choose from because I've got no idea where I land. Forgot to mention uh, their draw. The Rabbitohs in Vegas to start the season. Roosters at home. Eels away. Dragons away. Panthers at home. So so I really like it for four rounds. I think they got Penrith round five into like the Warriors. So there is possibly an opportunity to just go, oh. Tommy's in for four weeks. Let's see how he's looking. If we're not totally convinced, we're going to know who to buy out of Reese Welsh. Pappenhausen, drink water. Maybe that's the ploy. Chase that early upside, see how he looks, and then make a decision. Very, as I said, I'll keep saying it, but a big watch in the preseason trials and how he looks. Spy Ruben Garrick is tipped to make the move to centre this season, 722k. Now, I do not have the exact numbers in front of me just yet. However, last season when he moved there, he had one enormous game, 169 points. And they absolutely obliterated the Dolphins. That was at Brookie Oval. The week after that, he scored 26 at centre. The week after that, 62 at centre. And then he was back to fullback. Look, Mm. he's very good at centre, but my gut tells me that, and again, like what we've got a three-game sample size of him at centre. He played a game early in the year at centre for 35 points. I think the 169 was a C for Talakai, Talakai Seagulls kind of anomaly Could game. Have been. Where I yeah. don't... He'll score yeah. better than Seifer, but I'm not paying that price for him at centre. There's no way I'm buying him. 
and I think he'll have a, have a good season. Yeah. Ideally, he'll fall a bit in price, and we could run home with him potentially, but not starting with him. I'll probably buy him, mm. but not at that price. What about in the rest of the back line? We saw Tolatau Cola absolutely carve up to end last season, but that was at fullback. I know pre-show you mentioned a few wingers there, pretending where they land. Who do you like? Oh, just that left wing spot outside a hopefully healthy turbo. You got Jackson Paolo, Tuipilotu, Vega. Um, if any of those blokes are there, most of them are at pretty fair value. So just one to watch. And if any of the blo- uh, those blokes are there, especially, especially sorry, Tuipilotu and Viega, they're so cheap. Yeah, they're playing outside Tommy. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, not for me. <coughs> I'm not keen on really anyone in that back line outside of Tommy Turbo uh, and into the forward pack. No one that really screams by me outside of maybe Homole Olokuatu, who I felt like had an okay year last year, but not his best. But he still scored pretty well, supercoach wise. So, look, if he cut, we know he, he's a great supercoach player to own because he busts tackles, he can score a try, loves diving on a grubber. He did play <coughs> average 80 minutes last season, 69 points per game. Could be scratching the surface. Like He could be. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to wait and see how he's looking because, <coughs> again, we'll probably I'll probably plug my back row with sort of the more mid-range guys. Too many good mid-range options. Yeah, if there wasn't and I was picking a couple of elite guys, he could yeah. be right in the mix there because, as you said, I reckon you nailed it. Could be scratching the surface. Does he just go to a new level consistently at some stage soon? He could well. Yeah, potentially. Uh, anyone else to touch on at Manly? Because I'm not overly keen on them just yet. You add in the factor of, you know, we've spoken a bit about it, but... <coughs> Uh, the, the away trip, the Vegas trip to start the season, what impact that may or may not have on them. No one for me just yet, unless our boy Burbo was to slot in and start on the edge in place of Josh Schuster. Which in which, in which case, he'll be straight in my side, but I was sure as hell won't be playing him. Oh. He gets hurt more than Tommy, the poor bugger. Yeah. Um, I, ran, I ran home with him last season and he kept getting He was 40 in 40 minutes, I think, the last game. Got hurt again. I oh, just hope he can string a few together. It kept looking but like yeah. it was going to be a master stroke, especially when numbers were slim, and he, it just didn't happen. Uh, Luke Brooks, the only other one, I wouldn't necessarily get him, but just worth noting, he has averaged 52 to 56 most years with the Tigers. If he frees up even more with that quality around him, maybe he pushes into the 60s, or maybe ends up dropped. We have no idea, but um, just worth monitoring. Don't start with him, yeah. but yeah. Mate, at the St. George Illawarra Dragons, their draw to start the season coming up against the Titans away, Dolphins away, Cowboys at home, Seagulls at home, Knights away. So, look, it's a pretty deep, despite the, the two away games to start, it's a pretty good draw to start the season. We start with Zach Lomax, who's been rumoured to be making the move to fullback this season, at least to start uh, from centre. With a bloke of his work rate, Goal kicking. I feel like he's. I feel like Zach Lomax will be coming out this year with a point to prove in a struggling dragon side in recent years. Hopefully, Flano can get the best out of him. Look, I will struggle to want to start with any dragons until I see something. But man, there's some. Like, in a poor dragons team in recent years, he's averaged very well. If he's at fullback with any potential improvement, he could go mad. Um,. I wouldn't start with him regardless. Just while I see how it plays out, because he could end up back in the centres rounds two or three. In saying that, we know what he can do in the centres. He's not going to let you down. So I just think, yeah, look, it's possible. If named at one, I'll reassess. But as I said, probably a bit wary of Dragons, the new setup. But Flano will do a pretty good job from there as coach. And 
maybe you can bring out the best of them. We'll just have to see. Yeah. Again, if he comes out and brains the trials at fullback and gets named there round one. Tempting as. So tempting as. He, he could have a huge base at fullback. Yeah. Uh, Spy, next on my. There's not a lot going on at the Dragons, I'll be honest, super coach wise, uh, or probably NRL wise either. But Dan Russell, dual centre, sorry, dual CT dub 2RF. Is $482,000. In seven games of 73-plus minutes last season, he averaged 50.14. You go, okay, not bad, but probably enough in terms of at the price he's at, how much upside is there. There's only other one game there that was 45, so his average isn't too impacted. However, in those seven games, 47.58 in base stats. Mm. If, and it's a big if, you can lock down a starting edge-back row roll, we also believe Jack Bird is going to move to centre this season. You know, anything could happen there, but that's the word. Dan Russell, 480k, Jewel, averaging 48 in base. You know, you make a case for him. Do you just, because he's in the centres there, available, do you just, if that's the case, start with him? Lock down those numbers early, just tick over the scores with the potential for more with attacking stats and move him on once we figure out who the, the gun attacking sides are going to be. Maybe. I don't hate it. Like I'd tip him to probably average <coughs> fifty five odd if he was an eighty minute back row again based on those numbers. So if you can jag a super try, handy try here or there, yeah. I don't think I'll do it. But I probably would if I was pretty sure he was going to play eighty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for feeder, a popular cheapy. Neither of us mentioned him before, but two hundred thousand dollars his basement price this season. Pretty big hype around him coming from Manly last season or for this season, I should say. Look, I don't know if he's going to get picked in this side, whether he's starting, whether he's on the bench. If he's starting at 200k, I think you've just got to lock him in. If he's on the bench, it'll depend on how many other cheapies we have available. <coughs> New, South Wales, New South Wales Cup stats from last season for the Blacktown workers. Averaged about 40 minutes per game, around about that mark, in 15 games. In those games, he had one try, just 18 tackle bus, so tick more than one tackle bus a game, and <coughs> zero offloads. Not great super great stats for New South Wales Cup. But he's also bottom dollar. Yeah. Bench front rowers don't grow on trees at 200k, so we might just have to take him. <laughs> Could be some real Franklin Pele vibes oh. in, in Villi Army. Couldn't they ever. Uh, so, yeah, again, we'll see how it goes. If his name's starting <coughs> round one, you've just got to pick him. If there's a, a three-four bench with a utility back or, or a number nine, he'll be appealing. Yeah. But... Uh, Unless he kills the trials, it looks trappy. I'm not doing cartwheels over getting him, but he, yeah. he could just do a little job there for us. Spy, anyone else at the St. George Dragons that's caught your eye at 20 degree? Uh, just Birdwatch to start the season. Yep. Jackie Bird, let's see what his role is. See how he goes back under Flano where he's won a premiership. Unbelievable grand final performance back in the day for the Sharks there. So maybe find some of his best. Uh, won't be starting with him, but he's just add him to your watch list. Yep. See how he's going. Jackie DeBellin, looking to plug a front row forward spot. Yeah, DeBellin's, um, I sort of noted him down and had a quick look, but what you realise about DeBellin is there's no real upside. Like, you'll know what you get. He'll punch out those numbers for you, but he's not probably going to make any money or get you any massive scores. I'd prefer someone who can score a try or potentially average 5, 10, 15 more than what they've done previously. So DeBellin's uh, a no for me.
Yeah, unless they come out and Flannery says, mate, we need second phase player, you're a man for the job, start freeing that arm, which yep. is based on absolutely nothing other than <laughs> Supercoach want, uh, not for me. Spy, we'll wrap that up for the, the Monday night potty this week to go live on Tuesday, yeah. of course. Thanks, uh, thanks for coming in on, on short notice. Gutsy effort, some are saying, around the traps. Um, I do need to sh- ask a question of the people. I need a team name for this season. Ooh. I want to change it, so... My NBA team name is the 958s, after Usain Bolt's world record. Could go with that. Um, my BBL team name was Punter's Knock, so maybe we do a throwback to a, you know, a Nathan Blacklock, Noel Golthorpe in the 90s or something, <laughs> or Sean Johnson, but send them my way. Let's have a think, get something popping there. Um, and Instagram, SCSpy7, mentioned last week, but getting heavy into that and really enjoying it. So, yeah, give us a follow and we'll, we'll have some fun. SCSpy7 on Insta. Let us know his team names. <laughs> In the comment section, guys, jump out, get yourself a case of bloke beer, the best beer in the business. Uh, Matty, thank you, mate, and thank you for coming in on a Monday night. So it's been a big day for you. No worries. I technically didn't come in. I've been here the whole time. That's true. <laughs> You're already here, so I haven't asked much. Yeah, exactly right. Good to be here. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys, for tuning in, and enjoy your weeks. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.